1: out upon all men. Wow. said these men are not drunk as she's supposed has an end you can't dispute the facts The fire's still burning just like the book of Acts He fills you with the spirit You will speak with other tongues That's still the way that the Holy Ghost comes Ha 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 This is
2: show. It's live November 24th, 2019. So if you're hearing it today on that date, I am live in the studios of KDIX AM, Dickinson, North Dakota. This is a AM station that's been around here forever in Dickinson, North Dakota. And um, we take it over every Sunday night from 8.06 to 9.06 Mountain Time. And we also are, have a feed that goes through their website, kdix.net and also on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 with the help of Brother Duran, who really helps us a lot. If you're just tuning in for the first time, uh, or, or if you're not tuning in for the first time, I just want you to know you can be part of the broadcast tonight by texting me, 701-290-7862, or emailing me, robertsimons58 at com. We've got some people that have already texted tonight, want to give a shout out to... Um, Brother Rose from Sterling, Kentucky he said happy Thanksgiving. Uh we've got Dave and Lauren Lauren listening in Fargo. He said let her rip. Okay, I'll do that. Phil and Lisa tonight in somewhere in Michigan listening. We've got four Stoners in a, in Nebraska. Now that's their last name. They're not Stoners, but they um they are not, they are Stoners, but that's that's their last name. They're driving up from Texas and they're somewhere in Nebraska listening tonight. We've got the Frost family in Minnesota, Tim and then Tim Tammy and Brandy in North Carolina, prayers for Tammy. She had just lost her mom on Friday. We've got the Ben Burling fam- family listening up in Park River, North Dakota, and Justin out in Golva, North Dakota. And uh, so that's just a few of the people that have texted me so far, and uh, we're glad that you're listening. Here again, those numbers, you can be part of 701-290-7862. Just feel like singing a song, I brought my guitar in the studio. And uh, we've got in the studio with me, I've got my onboard Bible staff, we've got Abe running the controls, we've got Sierra here, who is Abe's fiance, and uh, she came up to visit for, for a few days and uh, going home tomorrow, and then if everything goes according to the plan, on January 18th, Abe's going to get married to this girl, and I don't know what I'm going to do then. I'll probably lose my guy in the studio, and then we've got Danny in the studio tonight, this is uh, one of the most talented girls ever. That can do anything. She can, she could uh, she could take care of an army, I think. Danny just turned 15. So good to have Danny. And her last name is Simons, so it must be genetics also. She's Abe's little sister in the studio tonight. Are you going to sing tonight, Danny? No, probably not. All right, I'll do it then. Here's a little song I wrote. And, um, hey, just uh, all you that I saw, if you're listening that on, at the GAP conference in Minot, it was good to see you and uh, good to hear some good preaching there. I missed Brother Godair's preaching. And uh, Johnny Goddard was there, but I didn't get there till Friday Friday, <coughs> Friday evening, and he was already done. And so, um, but anyway, hey, the mayor of Leffer, North Dakota is listening tonight. That always makes my day when he texts. I don't know who this guy is, but he said he's the mayor of Leffer, North Dakota. All right, here we go. Here's a song I wrote a few years ago. It feels so good to be free. I had been dying. Among these old tombs Lonely, naked, and confused My life was hopeless Nothing left for me Only to wait in misery The day that I saw him walking down my shore, I could not believe he came for me. I ran to his feet, began to worship him. The next thing I knew, I was free. I was free from the chains had surrounded me I had been blind but now I see the chains of my sin that had surrounded me now lay broken at his feet they're no longer part of me They lay broken at his feet. I'm not the man I used to be. Feels so good to be free. Good to be free. Free from the chains of my misery. My sins all ran and were choked in the sea, now look at me, I'm sitting free at his feet. Feels so good to be free, good to be free, free from the chains of my misery. My sins all ran and were choked in the sea. Now look at me, I'm sitting free. Look at me, I'm clothed and free. Look at me, I'm sane and free. Sitting at his feet great life living for Jesus. I've got a friend, Brother Jeans in Edwardsburg, Michigan. Michigan, always says that. He doesn't say goodbye. He usually shakes your hand or doesn't say hello. He says it's a good life living for Jesus. This is the Tell It Like It Is show. I want to turn your attention tonight to Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23. I'll read this one verse. This is something I spoke about in our church service this morning and um, preached a long time about it, actually. Proverbs 4.23, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Another version says this, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Also in Ephesians 4.27, it says, neither give place to the devil. And I want to just talk about on the radio how important it is to guard what we love. To guard our heart um, you can you can end up developing a taste for just about anything and we better pay attention to what we allow our heart to fall in love with because what we love determines the course of our life that's what this is saying guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life whatever you love will determine that and our heart needs guidance uh, Proverbs twenty-three nineteen says, Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide thine heart in the way. Our heart is very gullible. Our heart is very weak. Our heart is very deceptive. Our heart is deceitful. In Jeremiah seventeen nine, above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? There are many people that say you've got to follow your heart. That's, a, that's one of the greatest ways to be led to destruction. Is that you will follow your heart? The Bible says, "There's a way that seems right to a man, but the ends of that way are the ways of death." And so, our heart needs guidance; it really does. It's just like a child—that's how the way our heart is. It's impressionable, it's moldable, it's easily influenced, it's gullible. Um, you know, the, and that's why it says in our text to keep your heart with all diligence. Pay attention to where you bring your heart. Pay attention to what you bring to your heart. And the other text was, neither give place to the devil. And I believe that that Satan is constantly making suggestions to our heart. And we've got to guide our heart against those things. I, I believe this with all my heart. I believe that that any of us, no matter who you are, no matter how strong your walk with God is, can you can you can be deceived you can go down the wrong road you can be living for God for 80 years and still go down the wrong road if you don't guard your heart and tonight in this program we're going to talk about that we're going to talk about the practical ap- application of that text me tonight 701-290-7862 na 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 nah.
3: Love one another, there was healing in his hands. There were those who believed and he followed him, and there were those who wanted him dead. They thought the grave would silence him forever, but they found out instead.
2: Type Christian song. Pastor Bob Tell It Like It Is Radio Show. Want to just do a shout out. Looked at all my texts while that song was playing. We've got the Schulers and Grafton. Just saw them this weekend. We've got Jasmine and Bismarck. Casey and Jackson are listening listening. Casey's mom. I don't know if I know Casey's mom, but good to have her listening somewhere, I think, in Texas. Priscilla in Summit, Mississippi, listening. Yvonne in Bowman, North Dakota, Carl and Jeannie in Kansas. Uh, Greg Johnson in Arizona somewhere. Jody Malachi Skyly, Evley, listening in Harvey. And Jody has got one year clean, uh, drug free since uh, November 18th of last year. And so that's that's um, that is um, exciting stuff. The um, talking tonight about guarding your heart. And I got a bunch of texts coming in here. I'm not. I'll have to wait till the next song to read these. Otherwise, I'll get sidetracked. We've got to guard our heart. As I said just before that last song, our heart, heart is gullible, it is moldable, it's impressionable, and it's easily influenced. And you can learn to fall in love with anything that you want to, but you've got to be so careful about what it is. You you really do. And so I'm going to talk tonight about some practical, really practical stuff. It's going to be really practical tonight, but you've got to guard your heart. You know. And some of this will be towards you that have a walk with God. Some of you that don't have a walk with God will be saying amen anyway because you realize how much trouble you've got into by not guarding your heart. But number one, the obvious thing I want to talk about is you've got to guard your heart if you're single about who you're going to marry. You've got to guard your heart. You could fall in love with just about anybody, and just about anybody is the wrong person. There is, uh, you know, we are living in a world of Facebook, Instagram, texting, uh, messaging, all kinds of things. People are meeting people on the Internet left and right, uh, and, and there is a danger. I'm worried. I'm scared. I'm afraid for young people. I'm afraid for teenagers. I've asked the teenagers in our church not to text anybody or message anybody, or email anybody of the opposite sex without adding somebody else on that text or email, because I believe we've got to guard our heart. And you parents need to help your children in these areas. You really do. You've got to put. If your children have to have a phone for some reason, you need to put some kind of block, some kind of guard. You need to be. Uh, I mean, I know kids can sneak around if they want to do things that are wrong. But I'm I'm just telling you that we are in a a strange world. There, uh, people used to pass notes in school. Now um, they're passing notes in the middle of the night on their phones. And we have to learn to guard our heart. You can fall in love with the wrong person. And let me just tell you this: You married people need to stay falling in love with your spouse. You know, we've got. I've been married to the same woman for 41 years. And it's important for her and I both to guard our heart. Um, You know, when I text another lady back from the church, I've been something I just learned recently is, why not throw my wife in on that text? You know, there's nothing wrong with that. There's everything right with that. You know, we've got to, I mean, and I've got three single people here in the studio with me right now. And, uh, you know, and two of them are engaged to each other, and you have to guard yourself now. In, in a uh, another way because you're getting married here shortly. But but uh, you we have to guard our heart. Danny, you've got to guard your heart. You've got to, you know, it's so important that you don't, and just because somebody says they're a Christian doesn't mean they are one. And so, you know, this is an obvious thing, but we have to do this. How many people, how many girls have fallen for the manipulation? I love you, I love you, I love you, and now they have a baby in their arms and the guy's nowhere to be found. I mean, this this is a, this, you know, uh, and let me just tell you this. I've, I've been pastoring a long time. I've been, my wife and I have been married for 41 years. We've been in the church for, uh, we got in the church right after we were married. So we've been in the church for about 41 years. And um, we have seen many people, too many people fall away from God because they didn't guard their heart in this area and they married the wrong person. Um, and people that I would have never dreamed would have done that I mean people that that were good young people, one of the uh, a girl that helped win my wife and I to the lord were uh she helped win us to the Lord, but she fell in love with a man that wasn 't in the church she 's never as far as I know darkened the door of a Pentecostal church since then so we 've got to learn to you know, guard our heart. Whether you're married, guard your heart. You know, um you know, this, this Facebook stuff, this you know, online affairs that are out there. Um you know, I I, I don't know how necessary all this stuff is. I really don't. I, I, I'm not on the radio tonight to preach against being on Facebook. I'm not on Facebook, but I I just isn't there I mean like isn't there some real relationships out there that you can pursue, like your your children the people in your own house, some of these things seem like such a waste of time to me. Well, anyway, that maybe that's a, uh, <coughs> a show for some other time. But we've got to, the scripture said, guard your heart above all else because it determines the course of your life. You know, guard your heart against negativity. And negativity, I don't know of any difference between negativity and depression. And I know I always get in trouble when I say stuff like this, whether in church or on the air, because we've, in our society we've moved depression to a disease like diabetes or heart disease. But I don't believe it, or at least most of it. I believe that depression is spiritual in nature many times. It's environmental in nature many times. I, I believe that, that you need to guard your heart one of the things i've never been locked up in jail but i feel like i have i've been doing prison ministry for i don't know 35 years i've got so much time served now if i did get arrested they'd have to let me out cuz i i don't i've got i don't know how much time served i've got cuz i've been in prison in jail for you know for years hopefully i don't get locked up but anyway and One of the things that the people tell me that are locked up is there is so much negativity around them. They'll make statements like, I've got to quit using drugs. I've got to get my kids back. And their roommates will say things like, you'll never do that. You'll never get off drugs. You'll always be like this. I'm telling you, you've got to guard your heart against stuff like this. Past failures and disappointments in ourselves or in others can determine the course of your life. And if you've ever been around somebody that's negative, it's like a poison. So guard your heart against negativity, which is depression. Guard your heart against sighing and crying for yourself, feeling sorry for yourself, and how hard your life is. Everybody's got a light bill. Everybody's got a cross to bear. Everybody has a story to tell. You know, we we could tell our story. I could tell you my story and say, I was raised in the home of an alcoholic. You know, and and, um, and I could tell you that story, and that would be a true story. Or I could also tell you about how my dad quit drinking when I was about 11 years old, and he was a really good dad after that. I mean, it just depends on what story I want to tell you. They're both true stories. It just depends if I'm looking for self-pity or if I'm I'm just... You know, what? You know, you know, know. we've got to get away from this negative. I, I've run into people in my life that say, I never had a chance in life, Pastor Bob, because my parents didn't pay for my college. You know, what a bunch of crybabies. I mean, where does it say in the Constitution or the Bible that your parents have to pay for your college? You know, maybe if your parents taught you to clean your room and, and take care of the dog, that would be enough. <laughs> They'd probably help you. You know, um... There there is there is you know, guard your heart against this kind of stinking thinking. The Bible says that we it tells us what to think about in Philippians four eight. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue or if there be any praise think on these things and the verse before that paul said in the peace of god which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through christ jesus you know this uh you know we have got to guard our hearts against this i mean jesus said i came to give you life and that more abundantly so which one is it that you're miserable and sad or or that you've got abundant life i'm going to go with what jesus said and so, yeah, you know, has Pastor Bob ever been uh depressed? Has he ever been negative? Yes, I have. But I'm telling you, that's wrong. The Bible says, cast your cares upon him, for he careth for you. And so you you know, we just we just need to we all these worries and things we carry around carry around with us. We've got to be careful of this stuff. So guard your heart. That's what this program is about tonight. Guard your heart against bitterness. Don't go down the road of bitterness. And that has something, and it's very similar to what I was just talking about. Hebrews twelve fifteen says, looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. There is people people that are listening to me tonight that have been deeply hurt, and there are people that think they've been deeply hurt. But the result is the same. If you let these bitternesses get a hold of you. I remember one time there was a boy in my in my federal youth prison I used to minister. His name was Rich. I said, Rich was getting ready to get out. He was turning 18. I said, Rich, what are you going to do when you get out? He said, I'm going to go beat up my old man. I said, what? He said, I'm going to go beat up my old man. I said, you're going to go beat up your dad? He goes, yeah. He was so bad to me. I said, I can't wait to get out. I'm going to go beat him up. He was full of bitterness, Rich was. I said, you know what your dad's doing right now, Rich? He goes, I don't know. I said, he's probably watching a football game, drinking a beer, doesn't even think about you. And here you're all worked up about beating up your dad. I said, you're the one that's suffering. He goes, well, he's going to be suffering when I get. I mean, you know, he, he was just full of bitterness. Don't go down the road to bitterness. Don't go down that road. Abe, you better play something. I'm going to read these texts, then I'm going to come back with the main gist of tonight's topic. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. We're talking about guarding your heart tonight. me,
4: really make me whole. Bless my soul again, renew me, and touch me with holy hands. Refill me with your spirit again, refresh me like a salt summer rain. lo Long- times I fail at everything I try to do. When the load, it seems so heavy, that's when I need And you, Lord, you've been right there to catch me every time I slip and fall, when I'm feeling bruised and battered, it's cows. Cal-
2: Cool and uh, renew me. We've got you're listening to the tell like it is show. Got Abe playing the music. If you don't like it, that's his fault. We've got uh, Sierra here, and part of his problem is he's engaged, and I don't know if he's paying attention to what he's doing over there. He's just kind of staring at her. So, it just maybe I'll have you go in the other room, Sierra, so he can do his job. What do you think about that? No, I'm just teasing. But good to have them. Good to have Sierra visiting here with us, and from Arkansas. And we've got uh, Danny in the studio also. We're talking about tonight guarding your heart, and I want to move into this area because one of the main things we have to do is guard our heart against worldliness what you know worldliness covers a lot of stuff. I want to talk about this last half hour of the program what it is and how important it is that we guard our heart from it. Uh, my f- good friend Doug Fuller texted me and said that he said that the uh, the I is, Job 31 tells us that our eyes, our heart follows our eyes. And I'm going to get into that. Thank you so much for that. The, um, we've got Zoe and Joel listening from St. Cloud. We've got Isaiah and his family listening here in Dickinson. We have Zach and Leah and their kids listening in West Fargo tonight. So text me 701-290-7862. But we've got to guard our hearts against worldliness. Worldliness doesn't necessarily mean evil but anything that turns our heart away from god is worldliness for instance materialism materialism is worldliness materialism can turn your heart against god jesus said when he was telling a story in luke 8:14 he said and that which fell among thorns are they when they have which when they have heard when they've heard the word they go forth and are choked with cares riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection when you'd rather do something else than go to church or you'd rather do something else than do something for god then i've got a feeling that worldliness has got into your life and your spiritual life is being choked jesus said it this way in matthew six twenty four: no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other you cannot serve god and mammon and so worldliness is a heart stealing thing it will steal your heart away from god now i know we've got to make a living and i know we have to work and i'm not talking about um i'm not talking about that i'm not telling you to sell all that you have and give to the poor And get on welfare. I'm not saying that. Uh, We've got to pay our bills. You've got to work. There's nothing evil about working. There's a lot of good about working. And the Bible's full of telling people they need to work and take care of themselves and their families and those that don't have anything. Uh, That's one of the other reasons we work. But working is, and it is a blessing, but there's a line in there somewhere. Uh, You know, and I'm going to be careful while I say this, but I saw a friend And this is just my observation and you can call it judgmental, but it doesn't matter because I'm not telling you his name and nobody's going to know who I'm talking about. But I saw a friend of mine who had a love for God, he and his family. And because of materialism, uh, they're not anywhere on the scope of Christianity today. I have no idea what they're doing. But he made it big. He He made a lot of money. I mean, he really did make a lot. Here again, if you think I'm against money or if you think I'm against making money, I'm not. If you, you know, you've got to work 40, 50 hours a week somewhere. Make as much as you can. You know, that, that's fine. But there's something about the love of money. There's something about what the world calls success. My brother-in-law from Williston always says, you know what dogs do to big wheels? <laughs> well, they pee on them. That's what they do. And if you think you're a big wheel, hope dog doesn't pee on you. But, you know, worldliness, like mind-altering substances, that's worldliness. You're, the pleasures of this life. You know, you drink alcohol, and for about 30 minutes, you can, or 15 to 30 minutes, you can get a euphoric high. And then after that, you just get tired and grouchy. You know, but the Bible says that these types of things are heart stealers. Hosea 4.9 says, whoredom and wine and new wine take away the heart. And and so mind-altering substances and and sexual perversion take away the heart. That's why we've got to guard our heart against these things. You know, that's why we've got a world, we've got, uh, you know, it's full of pornography. I, I am concerned. I'm very concerned for people. I'm concerned for young people, young men Especially. Our world is full of pornography, and we've got to guard our hearts against this stuff. You, you've got to, I mean, number one, you you do, do not intentionally need to look at any of this stuff because there's enough of it out there that you don't even have to intentionally see, and you'll see it. You know, this, this um, you know, let me just say it again, guard your heart because if you don't guard your heart, well, let me just say, guard your heart, because whatever you do with your heart, it's going to determine the course of your life. You know, uh, there there are people in prison because of sexual addiction. There are people in prison. I, I was with a bunch of people in prison this morning. We have a county jail service at 745 every Sunday morning. We used to have it in the afternoon. We moved it to morning. and uh, And we had a, a whole bunch of people, men and women there, and many of these people, they, they, their heart was stolen through mind-altering substances. So we've got to guard our hearts. We've got to, you know, I, I told our church this morning, a few years ago I, I uh, broke a part of my back in a motorcycle accident. That was pretty painful. And I had some other painful things going on. I had a foot that was all mushed up and a shoulder that was messed up and just some other stuff from that accident. And they gave me a a bottle of pain pills and sent me home after I was in the hospital for a week or whatever. And they said, take two of these pills every four hours and stay on top of that pain. So I did. I took two of those pills, and it made me loopy, really loopy. And I decided, what if I'd take a half of one of these pills every four hours? So I did that. And it didn't make me loopy, and it did help some with the pain. But why did I do that? You know why I did that? Because I don't want to be a drug addict. I don't want to be a drug addict. I used to be a drug addict. I don't want to go back there. You say, well, doesn't the power of God help you? Of course the power of God helps you. But that will not uh, negate this scripture. Guard your heart with everything you've got because it's going to set the course of your life. If God has delivered you from drug addiction, don't you think you could get back on it if you wanted to? If you let your heart go that direction? Is there anybody so big that they don't need to guard their heart? Is there anybody so big that they could look at pornography and not be affected? No, of course not. So guard your heart. And that moves me into this area. Guard your heart on what you allow for entertainment. Don't let your don't let your heart fall in love with this messed up Hollywood and television culture that we're living in. And let me just say by the way, the music, the secular music of this world, if you don't watch TV if you're some Pentecostal out there and doesn't watch TV or Hollywood, but you're listening to this trash music, (coughs) I don't know who you think you're fooling. But you've got to guard your heart. You've got to guard your heart about what you read. Now, one of the best decisions we ever made as a family, we made it about 40 years ago, my wife and I. we uh, My dad was up visiting us. I was in college, and I had just gotten in the Pentecostal church, and I told my dad, why don't you take this TV set home with you? I said, "I do not we don't watch it anyway. And he said, well, what are you going to watch? I said, we don't watch it anyway. So he took it home, and we haven't had a TV set in our house for the last 40 years. And we don't do the Hollywood movie thing. Why don't we do that? Because the people that put out these Hollywood movies are goofy. I mean, they're goofy. They don't even know if they're a man or a woman, some of them. And I'm not trying to be trite or... I'm not trying to be funny. I'm just telling you, these people, many of these people are super mixed up. Like, they're super goofy. Now, they need Jesus, and I'm not saying that they don't and you know and certainly if i meet them I, you know i wouldn't mind having any of them come to our church but i'm not going to listen to what they say or watch the movies they produce in fact entertainment has changed our world do you know in the early 80s they said homosexuality was a mental illness and now they say i've got a mental illness because i think homosexuality is not right they think something's wrong with me that all came through the entertainment world. I promise you. We were sold a bill of goods through the entertainment world. Hollywood, television, began to promote this stuff. It slowly influenced 50% of the people in the United States. Really, it really did. Not 50% of them are living that way, but I'm just telling you that we have got to be careful We've got to guard our heart when it comes to the entertainment we have. I told our church today I have enough trouble staying spiritual the way it is without putting that stuff in my head. And I'm not the only one. None of us are spiritual all the time. We've got to guard our heart. We've got to be careful what we watch, what we listen to. The music. When I first came to God, the music I listened to before I came to God was horrible music. The lyrics were horrible. My mother would come in my bedroom and say, What, Bob, what are you listening to? Oh, mom, they're just joking. You know, mom, mom, they're just joking. But if I would on the air tell you the lyrics or the titles of the songs that I used to listen to, songs like by Alice Cooper, like Hallow Would Be My Name, you know, a direct um, disgrace to the Lord's Prayer. Because it's hallowed be thy name. It's not hallowed be my name. You know, the the, uh, Black Oak, Arkansas song I used to listen to that said, part of the song said, my name is Lucifer, please take my hand. We have no business listening to this kind of music. And let me tell you this, if you like country music and think it's better than the stuff I listen to, One of the differences between country music and the rock music I used to listen to is you can understand the words better to country music. And some of it's just as evil and just as uh, demeaning to women and everything. Romans one thirty two says, knowing the judgment of God that they which commit such things are worthy of death. Now, Romans 1 talks about this big list of sins and says that these people know or that we know that the, that the people that commit these sins are worthy of death, the judgment of God. Not only do they do the same, but they have pleasure in them that do them. And so this topic tonight, this part of this talking about guarding your heart is bigger than just some kind of Pentecostal rule. Some people think, well, you know, some people, you know what some people think? In fact, I just ran into this. Some people think, that because of our Pentecostal rules that our church isn't going to grow. Well, let me just tell you this. Maybe I'm just telling the devil this, but our church is growing in spite of that, and it's growing because of that. People are tired of churches and aren't telling the truth. You know this. This the, people are tired, sick and tired of chicken preachers. That you know, like for instance, it's not a. It's bigger than some kind of Pentecostal rule that you can't have a TV or watch. TV on the internet or watch movies on the internet or movies, you say, well, that's a rule. But, but would you just stop and listen to why I'm saying it? I mean, I've had people over the years quit coming to our church because I preached that, but they didn't hear what I was saying. What I was saying was, this is way deeper than a rule because something's wrong with you. If you want to watch that stuff, something spiritually wrong with you. If you want to watch that stuff, it should be a sign to you that you need to get right with God. If you want to watch that stuff, I tell people all the time, I don't care if you watch TV or Hollywood movies. What I care about is that you want to watch them because something's wrong inside something, you know, there's got to be enough of God inside of us. To where this moves into a, Now, here again, I've got rules in my life. And and I could do another radio bro. You know, because I'm not spiritual all the time, I need rules. Like, I'm not going to watch a Hollywood movie. You know, I, I told somebody here a while back, I, I've got a rule in my life, I don't drink. And so I said, some of the people in our church drive me crazy enough to where I feel like drinking. <laughs> but I'm not going to drink because, drink no, that's not, I love everybody comes to our church. But, I mean, I'm just telling you, there's trouble in this life. There's days you might feel like drinking, and it's good to have a rule but the reason I don't drink is because I'm guarding my heart I don't want to be a drunkard because drunkards aren't going to heaven they're not so don't redevelop an appetite for the things that God already you know uh, You know. I, I told somebody here recently I said if two Holy Ghost filled men pray about the people pray about the same thing God's not going to tell them two different answers I said, God's not going to tell if we if if Abe and I pray about watching this Hollywood movies, and Abe says, we'll pray let's pray about it. And God tells Abe, yeah, you can watch him, and he's going to tell me I can't. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, if it's wrong, it's wrong. If it's right, it's right. And and I'm going to say this that <clears throat> that, you know, God showed me this when I first came to God back in nineteen seventy eight. I got rid of my T V set. I got rid of it then. You know what? TV hasn't gotten any better since then. I was talking to a guy one time at a restaurant, and he said, I believe in your Acts 238 message. I believe in that message, but you've added all this other stuff like that preaching about TV. And I looked at him and said, you know I'm right. Let's talk about something else. I don't even want to talk with you about it because you know I'm right. (laughs) That really made him mad, but it's true. He knew I was right. I don't know what he was arguing with me about. Don't redevelop an appetite for something that God's already taken away from you. Whew. Boy, that was a long segment, wasn't it? You know, let me just say this. I'm not done yet. You know what? Nobody's texting me. Let's see who's... Well, no, Brother Griffith texted me. That's good. The, um, in fact, uh, Brother Griffith's got some pretty good stuff here. I should about just about read it. The um, But... You can text me, 701-290-7862. Would you tune me out because you want to watch your Hollywood movies and TV? I don't know. But there is a, we've got to guard our heart even in the way we dress, the styles of this world. The The scripture teaches us that we should dress modestly, be a modest apparel. We shouldn't be running around dressed like prostitutes. Scripture teaches that. Romans twelve one says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. <coughs> Don't let this world, the Phillips Version say, squeeze you into its mold be better to be squeezed into god's mold and finally before we I let abe say something here when it comes to worldliness be careful what you do with your time anything that steals your time away from the important things in life is a waste of time and there are things that are not evil but but begin to crowd into the most important things Like, there are things that are, I really, they're not evil. It's not evil to sit down and play a game of Scrabble with your family. It's not evil to um, play catch with your kids out in the backyard. It's not evil. There's a lot of good in some of that stuff. (coughs) But the things that I'm seeing today are some of these time wasters that don't have anything to do with people. Like video games. Uh, You know, watching sports. Internet gaming. People spend hours. There are people addicted. There are people that work their jobs eight or nine hours a day and spend the rest of their waking hours playing video games, eating their meals on a TV tray in front of the Internet, playing their stupid game. And they've, many of them have divorces in their past now. They have children that they don't know who they are. How dumb is it to play a video game four hours a day when you've got a seven-year-old son sitting in the other room? Let me just tell you this. Number, Everything we do should go by these three things. Number one, does it glorify God? Number two, does it glorify sin? And number three, is it a good use of my time? Worldliness is falling in love with this world. Don't play with it. Don't develop a taste for it. You know, if you don't enjoy church anymore, it's because you're worldly. What are you so busy doing when you're skipping church? Jesus said in Matthew 6.20, Lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through th- nor steal. For where your treasure is there will your heart be also. That's why two people can go to church. One of them hates being out there. One of them loves being there. One of them wishes that he could be somewhere else, and one of them wishes that he was church would last longer. Why is it? Because that's where their treasure is. Abe, do you have anything you can say about inviting people to church or anything?
5: Yep, you can you can uh, visit our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. The address is five hundred one Elks Drive, and we have service Sunday morning. Um, We have Sunday school at ten o'clock a.m. and then our worship service starts at eleven o'clock a.m. every Sunday morning, and our next service is Wednesday night, seven thirty p.m. at the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, North Dakota. Also, if you're from uh, the Beach area, there's a a midweek service every Tuesday night at the Beach Community Center at 7.30 p.m. And in Bowman, we have another daughter work there started. Uh, It's the the Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 18 North Main, and they have a service, a midweek service, every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. in Bowman, North Dakota. And also... Um, In Beulah, there's an Apostolic Church, the Truth Community Church. The address to that church in Beulah is 220 Third Street Northwest. They have service Sunday morning at 10:30 and Wednesday night at seven o'clock. If you'd like more information about any of these churches or these services, you can contact (coughs) Pastor Bob Simons. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com, or you can call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862.
2: Appreciate all of you listening tonight. Uh, Brother Greg listening said he wants a copy of this broadcast. How do I get it? you got to kind of wait and be patient, because Brother Duran does upload these to podcasts, but it doesn't get done right away. What what happens here is Abe puts these things on a... um, he drops them in a drop box to Brother Duran and then he uh, over a period of time he puts them on it's under podcasts under Holy Ghost Radio, so this one will be called uh, Guard Your Heart, of course. You know, um tonight thanks for all the texting too, by the way. Um just everybody that's texted me and Brother Griffith just tuning in late, my good friend Brother Jones listening tonight. Um good to have him listening, encouraging me. The um got somebody just texted me, Sister Sister Hughes from Tennessee just texted me tonight. Just got that one in. Um, you know, and it's it's fun to, to have all these people text me. But let me just read you a verse here kind of as we're winding up this broadcast tonight. a lot of different verses. Created me a clean heart, O God. Renew a right spirit within me. You know, that's one of them. How about this one in Galatians 5.24? And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. They've crucified the flesh with not just the lusts, but the affections. This, this, is, this is what this verse is talking about tonight. We, this is what my radio broadcast. Whatever you love, you're gonna, that's where you're going to be. And if you have fallen out of love for the things of God, um, it's because your heart has been taken away by things of this world. And when I promise when you fall in love with the things of God and protect your heart, the things of this world don't make much difference to you. Like, like um, you know, I, I was 20 years old when I quit using drugs. So, I mean, I wasn't involved with it as long as some of my friends were. But the reason I've been successful all these years of staying away from it, 41 years, is because when I repented, I changed my heart. I didn't want to do it anymore. It wasn't like I quit doing it because it was destroying me. It was destroying me, but I, that's not the reason. I quit doing it because I didn't want to do it. It something changed. Something changed. And the first step to that change is to surrender our life to God. In Proverbs 4.26, which is just a few verses after that verse I read about keep your heart, it says, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. And I think it's good that we would ponder the path of our feet as personal, personal feet, family feet, church feet. As a pastor, I don't want to, I don't want to set a direction of worldliness for our church. It's, it takes a long time to build some common sense, holiness concepts in people's lives. And the last thing I want to do is, is turn away from that. We got to surrender our life to the Lord here today. When the day began, and you opened up your eyes, no, you didn't recognize what you were seeing, and it all came back. You remembered where you'd been, no, it never seems to end, and you're still running. Will you ever change your mind Almost out of time Better give up Gotta stop running It's the end of the line Time to surrender Hands up Turn it around Fall to the ground Are you gonna surrender? Now the day is done And you wanna close your eyes and pretend that you are fine, but you'd be a lion. And you want it back the life that you once had, cause inside you know you are slowly dying. Will you ever change your mind? Almost out of time, better give up, gotta stop running, it's the end of the line, time to surrender, hands up, turn it around, fall to the ground, are you gonna surrender, give up, gotta stop running, it's the end of the line, time to surrender, hands up, turn it around, Fall to the ground, are you going to surrender? Are you going to surrender? Lord Jesus, I pray tonight, God, that you'll help us to see how important it is. God, that with everything we've got, we've got to guard our heart. Whether we've been living for you for 41 years, or we're just starting, or maybe we haven't even started yet, God. But I just pray that you help us all realize how important it is God, we are going to go the direction that our eyes are looking. And what we love, Lord, is who we're going to become. And I just pray that you help us to see. God, I pray that there are people, Lord, that are fighting against this. Uh, They're fighting against this tonight. God, and I just pray that you'll help them to see. Lord, it's not about whether it's good or bad, but it's about what direction that it sends us. And I just pray that you'll give us the wisdom to know this in Jesus' name. Pastor Bob signing off another "Tell It Like It Is" radio show. Thank you for listening. I'm honored that you would listen, and uh, I really, I really am. I'm not a, I'm not a Johnny Go Dare, but, but I, uh, I uh, thank you for listening. God bless you, and Lord willing, we'll be back next Sunday night for another "Tell It Like It Is" radio show. Until then, good night. Music
6: You are my Lord we